Hello, Mama. I hope your day is just filled with sunshine and rainbows, or at least there's some moments that feel like that. I think being a mom, our whole day is not going to look like that. But when we do find those little pockets of joy, it is life-changing because it feels like, wow, especially compared to the chaos of the other moments. It's like this magical little corner, this little pocket of time for me lately that has been sitting down and having some uh, healthy cookies with my son after school and just getting to hear about his day. And I love it so much and he loves it so much. And just adding the cookies and they're like, they're so delicious. Um, they they just like it's almost like a bribe <laughs> like it makes him want to sit down and want to open up versus before I don't know I don't know if it's because he was younger or because there was no cookies involved but he would just you know give me the bare bones scraps about the day like oh this is what we did or I don't want to talk about it I'm too tired or you know whatever that was but now that we share this little special space and um, a cookie is involved, it's been such like a sacred space. It's been so special. He's opened up to me and um, he's just been excited to share and he just wants to keep sharing more and more. And I just get so much more information than I ever used to. And it's been such a wonderful place. So um, those have been kind of my little pockets of joy lately. Uh, what have yours looked like? What, what are your pockets looking like right now? And if you don't have any, I encourage you to find some. What does that look like? Maybe it is with your kids. Maybe it's not with your kids. Maybe it's a moment with Jesus. Maybe it's a moment with your husband. Maybe it's a moment with a friend. But find little moments throughout your day where you can just feel that like immense joy because we need those moments to get through and God desires that for us. So that's just a, a random caveat, not related to today's message, although we're talking about suffering today. So if, uh, if there's one thing you need when you're suffering, it is those moments of joy. Um, but today I just wanted to actually share with you, it's going to be a little different today, but I'm going to share with you a talk I did at my church. I got to be a part of a young communicators talk one Sunday where there was five of us that shared about a seven minute talk. Mine was a little longer. <laughs> they were like, it's fine. It's fine. Um, so today I'll probably expand it even more for you because we have a little bit more space and knowing me, I'll probably be cutting it close with our normal 30 minute time limit, but I'm going to try and keep it, keep it short. Um, and I just wanted to share it with you because I feel like this is really something that God has been putting on my heart a lot lately is just this idea of suffering and how in the midst of suffering, he's there. And in the midst of suffering, he has so much good for us. And so I just want to share this with you. This might actually become something a lot more than just a quick podcast. This is, um, I don't know, I've been wanting to write a book for so long and I've like written tons of ideas about this idea of suffering. We'll see if that's the direction God takes me, but there's just been a ton of things on my heart about this topic lately. And I've been jotting down so many different notes. So this is just a small snippet. There's probably more to come, but I wanted to share it with you because I, I really enjoyed getting to share it at church. So, um, I have another like full sermon coming up, so I'll probably share that with you as well, just to bring in some different episodes. And, um, I just, yeah, I love getting to share that kind of stuff in this space. And I do want to take a minute to, to say, uh, you know, lately there's been some people hopping into the Facebook group and maybe some more that I don't even know about that have been, um, not Christians or are questioning their faith or trying to figure out, they don't know where they stand with their faith. And I just want to say, you are welcome to this space. I know someone that, um, wasn't, didn't identify as a Christian, jumped into the Facebook group and they said, I don't know if I'm allowed to be here if I'm not a Christian. And, um, first of all, I just love that people that don't know 
Jesus or don't call themselves Christians are here. Like that's what this is all about. Like uh, that is the, my heartbeat is to create a space for that. And now, you know, I am usually speaking to people that already follow Christ. And so some of what I say might be more directed to someone that is walking with Jesus. That doesn't mean that anyone that's not walking with Jesus is not welcome here. In fact, I, like I would love, like it is an honor to have you here. I want you here. That is amazing. And we've even had some like uh, bad reviews lately that there's been a couple that say like, uh, this is good content, but it's way too religious or they talk way too much about God in the first five minutes. And, um, I'm just honestly so honored by that. Like seriously that I, um, get to that you're listening in the first place that you found this podcast. And, you know, it is my goal to, to talk about God and, and parenting everything through the lens of God. And so, um, I don't want to offend anyone. I don't want to push anyone away, but at the same time, I'm not going to shrink back because I believe that's what I'm called to do is challenge people to take their next step of faith. So I love that. If that's you, like welcome here, stick around here, come in the Facebook group, ask all your questions, email me your questions. Like I would love to be a resource for you to figure out where you're at in your faith. And, um, I haven't done an episode in a long time. It might be time to do one again, but I have when one of my first episodes, I think it's like number five or six. Um, I talk about my faith journey and like Maybe it's even number three. I can't remember, but you can, you can go find it in the very beginning. And I just talk about how I discovered faith, um, or kind of came back to faith because I grew up, um, in a household that was Christian, but then I had my own long journey and wound back up in the same place, believing that Jesus was God. And so, um, if you're on that journey, it's a beautiful place to be. And God is right there with you and he will not give up pursuing you until you find him. So, um, just know you're in good company and none of us ever have it fully figured out, but I would love to be a part of your journey. So, um, please just reach out if that's you. I want to just come alongside you in any way that I can and, uh, answer questions or point you to resources. And, um, I just want to take a minute though, to say like, you are welcome here. You are so welcome here. Um, yeah. So, and yeah, if anyone is not in the Facebook group, come join us. Uh, you can find it by clicking the link in the show notes or going into Facebook and searching for more Morning Mama Collective. And it's such a beautiful compilation of so many different women from so many different backgrounds and even different countries and um, all just trying to figure out this, this mom thing. So <laughs> come join us as we uh, dive in a little bit deeper than the podcast. So um, anyways, I'm excited to share with you today. Oh, and you want to leave a review to kind of help with some of those negative reviews about not it being too much about God, that would be such a blessing. I would love that. So go into Amazon and leave a start and a written review and, um, just send me some encouragement. Cause that just means the world. If you have it on your heart, go put it there. Cause that's like the best spot for me. But anyways, I am talking too much and I just know I'm going to dive so much into this suffering talk. I know suffering is like a heavy thing to talk about, but I believe that God has something here for you today that he wants to encourage you in. So without further ado, let's dive in. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. 
Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. Okay, mama. So I'm going to start off by telling you a story. (laughs) I felt like I had to say that because I never start that way. (laughs) I'm trying to like give you this talk, but like talk to you instead of like preach to you. Anyways, here we go. (laughs) I'm being so awkward. So I feel like I'm on stage right now. I think that's what's happening. (laughs) Anyways, a while back, I decided that it was a good idea to begin waking up at 5am. I thought like this was going to really help me prepare for the day. I could get so much done. I could have like a solid quiet time. I could get my shower, get ready, prepare before the kids wake up. You know, this was going to be an amazing chunk of time. Give me a solid like two to three hours. This is in the summertime before school came back and it was going to give me that two to three hours to like really have that time to myself. And so I was really excited about this. And as with any new habit, of course, you got to buy some new gear, right? And so I went on Amazon and found a new alarm clock. And this alarm clock was supposed to like wake you up very subtly and very slowly and help you just kind of come to your senses very naturally. It had light that it emitted into the room. And if the light didn't wake you up, it had some gentle nature noises that, that lured you gently out of your sleep. And so I was really excited about this. It felt like it was, you know, a great solution to waking up. And so I purchased the alarm clock, same day Amazon, of course, got it ready. And I was, I was ready to begin my 5am journey. I had it all, all ready to go. I had my husband set up the alarm clock got it all ready for me. And I was just pumped and excited and ready for this moment where I would get to have this beautiful time to myself. And so I went to sleep with lots of anticipation, excited for it the next day. But all of a sudden in the morning, I was awoken very abruptly by my husband shaking my leg, which that's not a common occurrence. Like I usually get up by myself. And so I was kind of startled. And as I came to my senses, I realized not only was there a very bright light in the room, but that there was the birds of the apocalypse in my room. These birds were so loud. It not only felt like they were in my room, but that they were in my bed about to eat me. And my husband had neglected to check the volume of said alarm clock the night before. And so I jump out of bed as fast as I can, hitting every button on the alarm clock. And I had neglected to read the directions about how to turn off the alarm clock. And so I'm fumbling around trying to get it to go off. It felt like forever as these birds were so loud. Finally, I figure out the right button to shut off the alarm clock. And it's finally off (laughs) and I am ready to start my day. And while I didn't have my gentle wake up that I had anticipated, I was out of bed and I was ready for the day and it could still be great, right? Until I heard some even more disturbing noises coming from down the hall as I began to hear my baby cry from his room, my toddler call from her crib and heard the door of my son, uh, the click of my son's door opening as he was ready to start his day. And I knew 
that my beautiful morning alone was not going to happen. And all I could think about was that this suffering was wasted. And I was so just, it's like, you know, that's how suffering is, right? If we can see the fruit of the suffering, we're more likely to be okay with it. Like if we know that there is an immediate result, an immediate result, that there's a gift that comes from it, it can be easier to say, sure, right? Like I was willing to wake up at 5 a.m. because I knew I was going to get those hours to myself. Like there was, there was that reward waiting for me and I was great with that. But the problem is the thing about most suffering whether it's something that God is calling us to or a trial that we're in the middle of, right? Or whatever that is, rarely does the payoff, is it visible? Rarely is it clear? Rarely is it immediate? So we're okay with that suffering if we see that payoff, but most of the time we're not going to have that available to us. So I want to encourage you to think through, like, what are you suffering with right now? Like, is it your marriage? You're struggling and just feeling like you're just so frustrated with where you're at. Is it your job? Are you worried about the economy and what's happening? Are you worried about losing it? Are you in a job that just feels like death and you don't want to be there, but you're just doing it because you got to pay the bills? Are you facing a health diagnosis? Is it sickness that you're living with every day? You're just feeling awful in your body mental health, right? Like depression, anxiety. What does that look like? Maybe it's the death of a loved one. Maybe it's just the general kind of suffering that comes from motherhood. And while we love our babies, there's a weight to motherhood that is something we can't deny, right? There's there's suffering in pouring out and pouring out and pouring out and feeling like there's no end to it. I get it. So I want to challenge you to lean in with what it is that you're bringing, the suffering that you're holding in your hands. Let's, let's dive in a little bit and see what God has to say about it. So we're going to jump to James 5 and starting in verse 7, and we're going to talk through these verses. So here are the verses, a lot of scripture here, but so good. James is always good, right? If you haven't read the book of James, highly, excuse me, highly recommend it. Okay. So it says, be patient then. Don't you love when something starts with be patient? Like this is not going anywhere good, Brittany. (laughs) Be patient then brothers and sisters until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop, patiently waiting for the autumn and spring rains. You too be patient and stand firm because the Lord's coming is near. Don't grumble against one another, brothers and sisters, or you will be judged. The judge is standing at the door. Brothers and sisters, as an example of patience in the face of suffering, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. As you know, we count as blessed those who have persevered. You have heard of Job's perseverance and have has seen what the Lord has brought about. So we look at this and there is so much good here, right? First of all, and we're going to unpack all these different parts, uh, but first of all, God tells us to be patient in suffering. That's not a fun one, is it? (laughs) I don't like that. I think most of us don't like that. We don't want to be patient in anything, let alone suffering, right? It's, It's just hard to be patient for like an Amazon package to be delivered, let alone be patient in the midst of like actual suffering. 
Um, and the reason that it's so hard to do this is a couple reasons. First of all, we love comfort, right? Like, I don't know if you've noticed our culture more and more is all about comfort. Like even just the attire of our culture, everyone's all about the stretchy pants and the sweatsuits and the, the baggy shirts and the sneakers, right? And Hey, I am absolutely not against this. Like I love my stretchy pants. I love my sneakers like this. I'm on, this is a trend. Like I don't want to lose. I'm so worried. We're going to like go back to I don't know, suits or something. I feel like there's no way we're going to go back, but that's something I worry about sometimes. Like what if stretchy pants go out of style? Like what am I going to wear? You know, have you ever thought about that? (laughs) But you know, that's, that's a silly example from our culture, but there is, our culture screams comfort. Like it, our culture is screaming at us constantly. Like if you don't feel good about something, don't do it. Right. And, and now we're not saying to like put yourself in dangerous situations. What, I'm saying is sometimes there's going to be a pressure to a situation. Like I shared in the last episode, I get to, I get to preach, or even when I got to preach this message, like there is a major discomfort here, right? Like that is not something that comes easy. That is an honor and a privilege, but it is very uncomfortable. And so our culture, when it's screaming, like, you know, just set really hard boundaries. And if you're uncomfortable, if you're tired, if it's too much for you, just say no to it. And while there's some truth in that, right? Like there's a seed of truth because we do need to care for our bodies and our minds and our spirits. And we don't want to be overwhelmed. We don't want to say yes to everything. Right. And there's so much bombarding us. So there is a seed of truth there, but what happens is because there's so much comfort, right. And like culture's version of comfort is like Netflix, right. And social media and scrolling and more wine and more good food. And, you know, like just these things that feel comfortable, which alone, none of those are bad. I mean, you know, too much wine is bad, but like those things are okay, but it's just when they become the idol, it's when they become the, the lens that you choose things from, instead of choosing things from the lens of the gospel, the lens of what God's calling you to, finding health in the midst of that, but it can get so easily flipped and we begin to just seek and crave comfort if we're not intentional. And that's like the tide that the culture is sweeping us in. And so if we're not swimming the opposite direction, then we are going to get swept away. And so what happens is when we have suffering, like we want to avoid it, right? Like there's suffering that God uses us to shape us but because we just want this comfort, we avoid it and we avoid it by numbing. We are constantly on social media. We are constantly uh, drinking. We are constantly eating whatever we can do to numb it, right? We grow bitter. We try and we get angry. We're frustrated with the situation. We feel like we're a victim. We try and get out of it. We avoid it. Like there's so many ways that we try and get out of this. And when we do this, we're missing out on the fruit that God wants to bring from it. And so looking at these verses in James, God tells us to do three things when we're confronted with suffering. And the first is to be patient. The second is to stand firm. And the third is not to grumble. And so unpacking this patience going there first, you know, we collectively crave and seek this comfort. But like I was saying, comfort is not the antithesis of suffering. Cause here's the thing. God is the God of comfort. 
He wants to bring comfort in our suffering. Like the Bible says that he, he wants to comfort us. He doesn't want to leave us in pain and hurting. Like that's not his desire, but he does want to redeem that. And so the thing is that, well, comfort is not the problem. Comfort culture is the problem. As in, I will only do things I am comfortable with, or I will say no to anything where there's pressure or discomfort, or if there's too much hard work, or if I don't know if I can follow through with that commitment because I'm really tired and I don't know if I want to show up for something I've already committed to. And, you know, I just really need to take care of myself right now. And again, like I'm not against taking care of yourself. You need to take care of yourself, but when comfort culture rules the day, you deserve this cookie. You deserve this glass of wine. That comfort culture is what is in opposition to kingdom culture. Comfort culture wants us to avoid all suffering. The thing is though, that God wants to use that suffering to shape us. Now, suffering is not actually God's plan A. So while he wants to use it, it's not like his, it's not his intention. He didn't create us so that we would suffer. Like that's just a part of his plan because when we chose sin, we chose suffering. When sin entered the world, we chose sin as humans, suffering entered the, entered the world. And so that's, that is on us. Like that, that is what is the result of sin. But we know God is a good, good father and he redeems all things and he works and moves things for good for those who follow him and love him. And so he doesn't just leave us in that suffering, even though it's something that we chose. What he wants to do is now use that suffering as the mechanism to help us become who we were created to be, right? Because he originally created us to be flourishing and thriving and have all these gifts, right? And all of that is in us, but there's this layer of sin that is on us. And and now we can't remove that sin until we get to heaven. Like it, it is in us. But as we endure suffering, God just uses it to like rip those layers off of sin, like the, the, the deep set sin, right? The pride, right? And now I'll always probably struggle with pride on some level, but I don't have to stay where I'm at. I can grow every day, every week, every month, every year, and like remove a little bit of that and grow stronger over that and over those sin traps that always get you. We grow strength over it. And so God takes that suffering and helps us to essentially bring us back to this original intent with how he created us. And that is how he uses this suffering. But this requires patience, which none of us love but there is good in it. The next thing God tells us to do is to stand firm. I don't know about you, but I get very antsy when I have to stand in one place for too long, right? We want instant gratification. We want even just like podcasts, right? And I love podcasts. Hey, I'm right there with you, but it is such like an instant gratification, like where it's like, I want a quick solution. I want a quick thing I can learn. I want to, even if I don't implement the thing, like it feels like I'm learning it feels like I'm moving forward and not to say that I'm not, but sometimes I do think it can fall into that instant gratification culture where it's like this quick hit of feeling like I'm progressing instead of doing like the real moving work. Um, or even like, you know, if you're microwaving something for your lunch, like when I get really desperate, I don't plan ahead. Well, I don't have like lettuce in the fridge or chicken or whatever. It's going to like be healthy for my body. I'll, you know, have some frozen burritos or something in the freezer. And, you know, just putting that burrito in the microwave is a miracle that it like cooks the whole thing within seconds, right? That's amazing. (laughs) But standing 
and waiting those seconds for a burrito feels like an eternity. It's, it feels like if I can cook my whole meal in a few seconds, it feels like I shouldn't have to wait those seconds for it. And so like we live in this culture, like we, we love, our culture loves microwaves. We love takeout. We love Netflix with no commercials. We love everything on demand, right? If it's not same day Amazon, why would I even buy it? It's not fully true, but partial truth there. Um, we Google everything, right? We get our answers immediately. Like everything in our culture right now comes instantly. Like we don't have to stand firm. You know, I had a friend recently and it made me laugh so hard. She had just moved to a new home and she was telling me how great it was and how the area was great and they love their home and it's so wonderful. She said, the only bad thing though is that we found out that the DoorDash takes longer than 20 minutes to get there. <laughs> and she said, this is such a bummer. <laughs> that made me laugh is so hard, but this is where we're at. We want instant gratification. We expect instant gratification, right? Like because it's around us all the time, we now go into life expecting that. But James says that the prophets of God who stood firm and suffered were blessed, right? Like they stood firm, they waited it out, they didn't have that instant gratification, and they were considered blessed. I wonder, do you consider yourself blessed for enduring suffering? I, I know that I usually do not. That's not at all my first thought. But when we look at the prophets, like you go into the Bible, you look at the kings and the prophets. David suffered for 15 years before he became king. Joseph suffered for 13 years of slavery and imprisonment before his position changed. Abraham suffered 25 years of suffering and waiting for his child and the fulfillment of God's promise. The woman with the issue of blood suffered for 12 years. Like these are decades we're talking. These are not days or months or seasons, like decades. And, you know, it's it can sometimes be easy to like, read about the characters in the Bible and think like, okay, sure. Well, like they knew it was worth it, right? Like they got to be in the Bible. They got to become kings and rulers. They got to have an impact on generations to come. And it's, it's so easy to think like, well, it was, it wasn't hard for them. Like they had a different situation, but really like that we think that way because we know the end of the story. Like we know what happened after those 15 years, but what about at seven years? Like, how do you think they felt seven years into waiting to become king or 20, 20 years of waiting for your child, right? Like, what did it feel like then? Even like 24, because he said Abraham waited 25 years, even like 24 years and 11 months, right? Like, you don't know when that child is coming. I guess at that point, they're maybe pregnant. I don't know if that was when the baby was born or the pregnancy happened, but you know what I mean though? Like they didn't know the end. Of, they didn't know the ending. They didn't know that was coming. Maybe they had a word from God, right? Like God spoke to Abraham and gave him a word that this child was coming. But the thing is that a word from God in the middle of a story can feel like disappointment. A word from God in the middle of your story can feel like disappointment. Maybe someone gave a word to you, said that you were going to have a child or your marriage was going to be restored or 
uh, what the dreams that are on your heart would, would come to pass, like whatever that is. I know that if you're in the middle of your story and you haven't seen the fulfillment of that yet, it only creates frustration or it can, it can lead to that. You, you think, did God really say that? Is God really there? Does God really care about me? Why am I still suffering? How long have you been suffering? Look at their stories. Like, don't let your hope diminish. If it's been decades, you're in good company. Not easy, but good company. Consider it blessed. They couldn't see how God was using their suffering to prepare them for the blessings that were coming. Right? So you don't know how God is using this time of waiting and suffering to prepare you for what's next, to prepare you for that next season, to prepare you for all of the blessings he has coming for you. So my question for you is, where do you need to plant your feet and stand firm where you have moved because you couldn't see the end of the story? Where do you need to plant your feet and stand firm because you've moved because you couldn't see the end of the story? So stand firm. And lastly, don't grumble. This one is hard. Complaining, blaming, bitterness, telling others your hopelessness on repeat, looking at what is lacking only, just being plain grumpy, right? Like this is a a natural response that comes from suffering. Like when I'm hot, like it's a silly example, but I feel like all I can do is say that I'm hot again and again and again. Like after church, I'm standing in the courtyard, like trying to talk to people. And when I'm hot, I just... I just keep telling them like 15 times. I don't know why it just keeps coming out of my mouth. And so like, this is a natural response, but just not a God response. So like, we can give ourselves some grace and know that it's natural to go down this road, but it's not going to bring the fruit that God wants to bring out of it if we grumble and we complain and we're bitter. So instead of letting the suffering work in us, we complain about it. And the thing is that suffering is like a seed that's planted in us. James 5, 7 says, see how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop, patiently waiting for the autumn and spring rains. God wants to grow something so beautiful inside of you from your suffering. He wants to take the very worst thing and turn it into the very best thing. Like literally that's, that's what happened to me in my miscarriage. He took this horrible, horrific thing. And he turned it into one of the most beautiful seasons of my life that launched this podcast. And he took that suffering and he redeemed it in the most beautiful way. But the thing is, when we grumble, when we complain, when we numb, when we grow bitter, when we try and avoid, when we just try and get out of it, we tear up these good seeds that God wants to plant inside of us, that God wants to bear to beautiful, good fruit, and we tear them up. And we, we lose out on the fruit that God wants to bring through that suffering. So don't grow discouraged in your suffering. God will never waste your suffering. But you need to be patient and to stand firm and not grumble. And how do we water the seeds? Like, what does that look like? Verse 13 says, Are any of you suffering hardships? you should pray. So this is it. Like we pray when we're in that moment where we feel desperate. We don't know how we're going to keep going. We pray. We connect to God. We cry out to him everything that is on our heart and he can handle it. Draw near to him as you walk through it. Let your suffering drive you 
into the throne room of God. Let your desperation drive you into the presence of God. Instead of making you numb and run away, let it be a reminder that God is there with you, that you can't do this unless you're doing it with God, that this is what it's all about. Let it drive you into that place. And I just want to take a minute. You know, I know I I shared that some of the people listening to this podcast are figuring out their journey of faith. They don't know where they stand with God. They don't know where they're at. And maybe that's you and you're listening here. And, and I, again, I want to say you're welcome here no matter what, but I also just want to give you an opportunity. Maybe no one's done this for you before. Maybe you don't even know what the starting line with God looks like. Maybe you have been so desperate, but until today, you didn't know that it was a desperation for God. Maybe you've been feeling alone and hollow and knowing something was missing. And today you realize that your desperation is for God. I get it. I've been there. I've been so empty and alone and desperate and not knowing where to turn. Not even knowing if I was wanted to live anymore. But God, but God, truly That is what pulled me out of the darkness. That is the only reason why I can sit here today with you is because of my relationship with God. And I just want to invite you into that, into a relationship with a God who truly does comfort. I have seen firsthand his work in my life. And in the darkest times, God has brought strength and beauty and redemption. So I just want to pray with you. So wherever you're at, like wherever you're listening to this, just, just pray with me. And if you're driving, don't close your eyes. But if you're, if you're in a place where you can close your eyes, just close your eyes and bow your head. Just make this a sacred, holy moment wherever you are. And if this is you and you've never said yes to Jesus, or maybe you've been running in the opposite direction and you're ready to run back, just pray this with me in your heart or out loud. Just say, dear God, I know that you're real. I know that you love me. I know that you've given me purpose, but I'm not perfect. God, I need you. Will you forgive me? And then just make this statement your own. Just say, Jesus, I give you my life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And with that, That's the starting line. That's all it takes is just surrendering your life to God and saying, yes, God, whatever you have for me, I want it. I surrender to you. So congratulations if you just prayed that with me. Like that is the best decision you could have ever made. And I just want to rejoice with you. So please, if you did, if you did just pray that, please email me, support at morningmama.co. You can message me on Facebook. Find me on Instagram. I eventually check it. It might take a minute, but I will check it just let me know. I want to be on this journey with you. I want to make sure you can get a Bible and I want to just support you in this and taking the next steps after this, because this is the starting line, but it gets so good after this. So thank you all for just joining me on hearing this talk. And I just want to pray for all of you that are struggling with suffering. God, I just thank you for your goodness. God, I thank you that your goodness is there even when it feels like it's lacking. Even in the darkest moments, even in the hardest seasons, God, your goodness does not leave us, God. 
And I just pray for every mama that's listening, that's in the midst of suffering. God, would you just let your presence be known to her? God, would you make it so clear to her that you're right there with her? God, would you give hope to her? Would you help her to see that there's there's more coming? God, that this won't be forever, God, and that you're building something so beautiful from this, God. I pray you would comfort her and be so near to her, God, and show her and give her the strength to be patient and to stand firm, God, and to praise your name instead of grumbling, God. I pray all of us, when we face suffering, would turn to praise, God. We just thank you that you never leave us or forsake us. We thank you for the plans that you have for us, God. We need you in our lives, God. We love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Love you, Mama. If you've found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you. Mama.